welcome to the Prism of Torah podcast archive with your host, Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. This podcast features a Devat Torah called Harsh's Kisisa, always for the best. In Parshas Kisisa, there's an interesting conversation between Moshe Rabbeinu and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Moshe Rabbeinu comes to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and asks him, Hareni na eskvoidecha. And he says also, And Chazal teach us, the Gemara and Brachos explains, that Moshe Rabbeinu asked the Kaddish Bochu to please explain to me the ways of this world. How does it work that there are righteous people, that bad things happen to them? And on the other hand, there are Rishayim, wicked people, that good things happen to them. And ultimately, the answer HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives is the following, you will see my front side, but my you will only see my back side, but my front side you will not see. So the question is, what exactly did Hakadosh Baruch Hu answer Moshe Rabbeinu? Question number two: The Gemara and Brachos Daf Samechamud Beis says that a person needs to bless on bad things just like he blesses on the good things. And the Gemara says, well, how how can he bless the same way? We know that the blessing is different. On good things we say the bracha of Hatoiva Metiv. That Hakadosh Baruch Hu does good, and on the bad things we we say Dayana Emes. That Hakadosh Baruch Hu is the truthful judge. So the Gemara answers, No, of course the blessings are different, but you should do it in a way that you accept it upon yourself with happiness. Lekablinu besimcha is the lashon of the Gemara, and the question begs itself: Does really Hakadosh Baruch Hu expect us to say a bracha in such a way that we're happy, even though we're saying a bracha? on something that is very bad that happened? How can that be? And we see big people that when they say this blessing, they are even crying. To answer these questions and more, we have to be medayek in Rashi. Rashi already hints to the answer when he explains that, to, that when the Gemara answered that you need to take it upon yourself and say the blessing with happiness, it's not the happiness of, of uh, smiling and being happy. Rather, it's the idea of, he says the following words, you have to accept it with a full heart. That even when you say the bracha on something bad, you have to accept it and know that it's for the best. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu only does things for our best. So if you ask me, so why is the Gemara calling it happiness? Because, en simcha which means there, there is a certain level of happiness when there are no doubts anymore, even if something bad, you don't. When the second you're in limbo and you're not sure what's going to happen, so there's a certain type of peaceness and happiness that one has when he has closure on things. We can uh, explain this concept in a deeper way by a parable that brings of Shaga Feibel Mendelovich, based on the Gemara and Brachos and Dafyud that says over there. When Chana davens to Hashem, she says, "Ain tzul kelokenu," and the Gemara says, "Don't call. It's not tzul, but sayar, meaning there is no such a painter like Hashem." So he explains that what does it mean that Hakadosh Baruch there is no painter like Hashem, because there are people when they paint a picture, and when a when a person that has no painting experience just draws a picture of a person, it's a circle with a couple of lines. In two seconds, you realize what he's drawing. So. When someone has a lot of experience, like Rembrandt would draw a picture, he throws a blotch of red paint, a blotch of gray paint, 
And you're like, why is, what is he doing? He's really ruining the canvas. So he tells you, give me a month to finish the picture, then if you have any questions, you could ask me. And indeed, after a month, suddenly everything is understood. The black paint, the blotch of black paint was required for shading. The red paint was for a border. And the, the gray paint was for contrast. At the end of the day, everything is understood. So too, in this world, HaKadosh Buhu, all of us, are in a big painting that we can't really understand why things happen. But we know and trust and we believe in HaKadosh Baruch Hu that everything He does for us is good. And the picture at the end will come out and will understand everything. According to this, we've already answered all our questions. Question number one. What did HaKadosh Baruch Hu answer Moshe Rabbeinu that you can see my backside but not my front side? Explains the Ksav Soifer that moving forward in life, you will not be able to understand what's happening. However, when you get to the world to come, and you look back, everything will be understood. It will be after the painting is complete, and you will understand why indeed it's true that everything that happened to us is for our best. In this world, there's, we don't understand that, but we have to appreciate and know that it's a fact. There's no defects in this world. Everything HaKadosh Baruch Hu does is for our best as well. We now understand the Gemara and Brachos we started off with. That a person has to say the blessings, be it on bad things, be it on good things, all the time with the same understanding in our hearts that a Kodesh does things for our best. And even though we don't understand and appreciate why, but we have to know it as a fact that it is for our best. This also gives a better understanding to the Gemara and Psachim Dafnun, that over there it says, that this world is different than the world to come. In this world, on bad things, we have a blessing that, like we mentioned, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a truthful judge. And on good things, HaKadosh Baruch Hu just does good. But in the world to come, there will only be one blessing, which is HaKadosh Why? Because in the world to come, we'll look back and we'll understand why everything that's happening in this world is for the good. To emphasize the answer on the question, how can it be, that we we can that of course when we say Dayana Emes it is okay to cry. When Akadish Baruch is not asking us to say it and be happy when we say a bracha when Chas V'Shalom someone dies in the family. Quite the contrary, Akadish Baruch put us in this world. In this world, it's a normal reaction and it's a, a, even considered as a good reaction to cry when someone that's close to someone passes away when bad things happen. But that's not a contradiction to having that feeling in our hearts that we know everything is for the best. And to say it on a deeper level, HaKadosh Baruch Hu put us here and we have a certain reality. But, and our reality shows us as if something bad happened. But we have to know that that's not the absolute truth. The absolute truth, only HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the judge of the absolute truth. And he knows that this is good for us. We just don't understand why. In a weird way, it's like that movie a long time ago, The Truman Show, where he was put in a certain bubble where that was his world and he didn't know of any other world. But we knew that that was just a, sh- a show and he was in a pretend world. So to here, we're in a certain world, but outside this world, everything's understood. Why everything that happens to us here is for the best. And we have to understand, understand that, even though at every given time, we don't understand why. The Chasm Soifer ex- extends this idea that when HaKadosh Baruch answered Moshe Rabbeinu, you can see my back, which as we said, refers to in hindsight, you'll understand everything in the world to come. He says that even in this world, sometimes HaKadosh Baruch showed us, gives us a glimpse of this idea, that after the fact, when things happen, 
we suddenly understand why they were indeed good for us. I would like to say a story that Rav Shach himself said, that he testified how in his own life, something that looked to be bad in our eyes, at the end ended up being what saved his life. Rav Shach learned in Europe, and before, as he got engaged, all the Bachurim in his yeshiva, because they knew he was a very considered a very good avrech, uh, a student in yeshiva, and when he got engaged, they ran up to him, did your father-in-law to be promise you anything? Is he going to give you a house to ensure that you'll be able to continue learning full-time? So Rav Shach said, no, I didn't get anything. They go, what? That, that, that's crazy. Because everyone, the minig was that everyone got something, to, especially not everyone, a very minority of people were learning full-time in those days. And they expected Rav Shach to get something to ensure he'll be able to continue uh, learning. So Rav Shach said, no, I know this was the right... Uh, grow for me and uh, that's it everything's Mishamayim and everything Hashem does is for the best later on Rahman al-Islam as we know the war started to break and he straight away realized and like many did that it seemed like things were going to go bad so he straight away left he said I didn't have any Nisayon it wasn't even a test for me it was so obvious it was so obvious that I was going to go because at the end of the day <laughs> there's nothing here for me to stay I don't have a house or anything. However, my friends, they all had a house. It was anchoring them to stay. And they said, let's, let's see if really a war will break out. Then we'll decide if then we'll be able to leave. But, unfortunately, they stayed there. And Imach Shmam, they all got murdered. And Rav Shach, Biskut, that he didn't have a house, he was able to move to Eretz and build the yeshiva as we know. I would like to end off and say that this is the same idea of Purim. We know Purim Megillat Esther Esther is also a hint to hidden. Hester astir panai. HaKadosh Buhu hides himself through nature in this world so that there'll be room for our belief in HaKadosh Buhu so we're able to get reward in the world to come. And Esther is the epitome of that because the Megillah Esther, as we know, as the story unfolds, it always seems bad things are happening to the Jewish people. Starting from Esther Amalka, Esther being taken away to, to, to the king Achashverosh, and also later on what happened. But at the end of the day, in hindsight, everything unfolded and we understood why everything happened. She had to go to be the queen in order to ensure that we have a remedy to the situation we were placed in. Yiratzon that will take the story of Purim, which by the way today is Purim, Purim Katan, in a month from now is Purim, and Yiratzon that will take this idea throughout the year. Because if we have this concept in front of our eyes all the time, it will be so much easier to go through life believing and knowing that, I'll, that no matter what, is, we're what it is we're going through, it's all for the best. And through that we can get closer to Hashem. Good job. I couldn't hold myself, but, I have, but to add this small addition to the previous Tvar uh, because I think it's a beautiful mashal, a parable, that explains exactly the idea we said earlier. I think I've said it in the past, but I still want to give you the option to listen to it, so I'll send, I'm sending in a different clip. We said this idea that we can't really understand why everything is for the best, but we have to know that it is for the best. And through this, there's another Gemara we can understand. The Gemara in Menachos says that Rabbi Akiva was tortured. He was tortured by the Goim, 
And the angels came up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and said, How can it be? Rabbi Akiva is the epitome of Torah. He learns so much Torah. He teaches Torah. And that's what the reward he, he, he gets. He receives the, the, words, the words they used. Zoi Torah v'zoi Torah. This is Torah and this is the reward of Torah. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu silenced them and said, If you're, do, if you're not going to be quiet, I'm going to bring the world back to the way it was before I created the world, where everything was a mixture, tov avo. So the question is, well, what's going on over here? So Rav Shlomo Kluge explains it through a story, that once upon a time there was a king, and the king required a new garment to wear, so he went through the people and he found that the best tailor was this Jewish tailor. So he went to the Jewish tailor, he gave him all the materials required, very, very expensive materials, and he started working on the, on the, on the garment. After a couple of weeks, he finished creating it and sewing it up. And then he gave it to the king. And everyone was so amazed by how, how beautiful it was. It was an incredible, exquisite garment. And the king's wearing it. And of course, all the people that are close to the king were very jealous of this Jewish tailor. And straight away they told the king, for sure he pocketed some of the material. There's no way he used all the material for this. So the king had no choice but to confront this Jewish tailor. And he said to him, Listen, everyone's complaining that you pocketed uh, the material. Can you please prove to me that you didn't take anything to yourself? So he said to him, Give me this, give me this. And he takes the exquisite garment and he starts unraveling it. And the king is up in arms and, say, and says to him, well, What are you doing? What are you doing? This is so beautiful. How come you're ruining it? So he says to him, Dear king, the only way I can prove to you that indeed I did not take any of the material is by unraveling it and weighing each material separately. And you'll see that it's one-to-one -one exactly what you gave me. This is exactly what HaKadosh Buhu answers back to the angels. If you really want to understand why it is that such a thing could be for the best, that Rabbi Akiva is going through this, I have to bring the world to the beginning stages and show you, and only then you'll understand. So you have to trust me that everything is for the best. And yes, we all know how what a level reached Rabbi Akiva reached. But at the end of the day, for reasons we cannot understand, what he went through was for the best. Iratzon that will take this lesson and have it in the back of our minds as we go through life. Good job. This is the Prism of Torah podcast. Through Asaf Aaron Prisman, please share with your friends and family. PrismaofTorah.com is where you can find the full archive of Divrei Torah. You can contact us through the website. Once again, PrismaofTorah.com. This podcast was produced for free by Ellie Podcast Production. Lunishmas, Leva Siona, Yakov Alexander, Ben Mordechai Doyf, Isaac Ben Moshe.